Welcome to a live preaching message from Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan, New York. Lighthouse Chapel International, Manhattan is the Apache branch of the Lighthouse Chapel International Churches in the United States of America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. things that are within the world all that's in the world my brother the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh the pride of life they are not of God do not love the world my brother and do not love the many things that are within the world all that's in the world my brother the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh and the pride of life the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh the pride of life they are not of god whosoever is a child of god is born of God will overcome greater is he that is in you than in the world will overcome for I am living in this world but I'm not of the world and so if I am a child of God I'm born of God I'll overcome and so if I am a child of God, I'm born of God, I'll overcome. Don't be friends with the world, my sister. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? If anyone loves the world, my sister, then we know that the love of the Father is not in him, is not in him. So if you make the world your friend, then you can never be a friend of God. And whosoever is a child of God is born of God will overcome oh, greater is he that is in you than in the world you'll overcome for i am living in this world but i'm not of the world 
of God, I will overcome the world, yes I will. And so if you are a child of God, you're born of God, you'll overcome the world, yeah. And so if you are a child of God, and born of God, you'll overcome the world, yes you will. So if you are a child of God, you're born of God, you'll overcome the world, yeah. And so if you are a child of God, you're born of God, you'll overcome the world today. Amen. Wow. You are a child of God. If you are born of God, hallelujah. You overcome the world. Hallelujah. This is purely scripture being sung. First John. The words are in first John. Okay. Do not conform to the world. He who loves God, he who loves the world. Is it enmity with enmity? Love with the world is enmity with God. Hallelujah. So to overcome, you must not love the world. Whosoever is born of God, overcome the world. Hallelujah. May you overcome the world. I say, may you overcome the world. Yeah. It's good music. Do you enjoy the music? Do you want more songs? If I have time, I'll sing one more. I'll let her sing one more for you. Hallelujah. Yes. Love not the world. Not the things that are in the world. Hallelujah. Well, we love God. Oh. Wonderful. I should sing one more song for you. You want one more song? Come, let me pray over the offering. She want to come and sing. Uh, yeah. Now that I know there's only one God in all of the earth, you're my only God, and I want you to know my love for you, I'll never let go, cause I love you so, oh. All I want is to serve you. If I live my life again, I'll choose you. It's been worth living for you. Lord, I love you. There's no one above you. Because you gave your son. You gave your love. And you turned my life all around. You gave your life to set me free So I'll serve you for the rest of my days My Lord and my God I can't believe you died for
for me what a sacrifice and Lord in return I'll serve you for the rest of my life I will build your church oh all I want is to serve you if I live my life again I'll choose you it's been worth living for you Lord I love you there's no one above you because you gave your son you gave your love and you turned my life all around you gave your life to set me free and I'll serve you for the rest of my days oh Lord my vision to do your mission yeah oh Lord my will to do your will I'll preach your word I'll build your church and I'll do it again and again my Jesus because you gave your son you gave your love and you turned my life all around you gave your life to set me free so I'll serve you for the rest of my days you gave your son you gave your love and you turned my life all around you gave your life to set me free so i'll serve you for the rest of my days Do you appreciate what God did for you? He gave his son. Hallelujah. And turn your life around. Whatever version of the song that you know, learn the, learn the spiritual version. Hallelujah. Whatever version you know. Amen. Learn the spiritual one. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church today? Wonderful. Now, um, let me talk about the camp. Okay? Like Pastor David said, and may we move forward in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So, we've been teaching about our year of greatness. Amen. And I think uh, last week, we started talking about the greatest of them all. The greatest of them all is Abraham. Hallelujah. I mean, if you are talking about servants of God, the greatest of them all is Abraham. Hallelujah. He's so great that I was sharing with you last week. He's so great that every religion claims him. You see, the fact that every religion wants to say Abraham is, is our father. It's like a rich man in a, in a village. Everybody's related to you. He's my uncle. He's my, he's my uncle. He's my this. He's my, because when you are rich, everybody wants to relate with you. 
When you are broke, nobody even minds you. So the fact that all religions are clamoring for Abraham, Michael, shows how great he is. Abraham is great. I mean, too great. Hallelujah. The Muslims say he's their father. The Jews say he's their father. We Christians also say he's our father. It means the guy is great. Hallelujah. So we're studying about the greatness of Abraham. Hallelujah. And we talked about how he, God called him and he went with Lot, you know. Lot's behavior. The decision, you see. Lot, they after, I don't understand him. Because you were sitting here somewhere. Somebody has been called. They say, come with me. If you get to a junction where there's a dispute and we have to choose, don't you think that Ketsi will have said that you choose first? I mean, it simply said, the guy has no manners. Because you are sitting there somewhere and there's a dispute. See, and some people have no manners at all. You know? And also the deception of thinking that you are equal. Because you see, the dispute came because the Bible said that and the headsmen of Lot and the servants of Lot and the cattle. So you know, it's like Abraham, you have cattle, me to have cattle. You have servants, I have servants. You have headsmen, so we are equal. You see, but that's the mistake. He is not your equal. The fact that some, you have what the leader has that's not me that you are equal. There is something still because there is something upon the leader. See, and people like that, they only see when the separation occurs. I have seen many people who other people have started businesses. And then they are brought on to come and help you with the business. And at the point, because they are given a space in the business, they think they are the same as the person. And it is only when separation occurs that you see that, ah, some people have a call. Hallelujah. That is why in Lighthouse, I'm preaching, you see, these this are spiritual things, and these are wisdom that will make you prosper. That is why in Lighthouse we are so blessed. Because, you see, when we come to our church, the church was started by Bishop Dag. And, when, and Bishop Dag did not drop from the sky. Neither did he come from abroad. He was a classmate amongst us, chosen from among men. The same class with all of us, Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie, the same class, all passing the exams and failing exams. It's true. Well, five passing failing exams. Yeah. Bishop Saki was one person that my wife was telling me, I didn't even know, that every exam he's afraid he will fail. Like he's one of those people who is not sure. Even though he's a very brilliant guy, he, he, he doesn't have the confidence that he will pass. So apparently, when the results come, and he goes and sees the results, whatever he says, he will sit on the ground and cry. <laughs> that I have passed. As for Bishop Dak, he won't come out at all. He will be in his room and, and wait for somebody to come and tell him whether he has passed or not. But some of us were overconfident. We always go to the front line <laughs> to go and look at our name. And I was from amongst men. But I'm telling you, and he started the church. But up to today, 
Bishop Saki, no, Bishop Eddie has never related to him at the same level. They, they, they recognize that he is the one with the call. And we are just called to help him. Up to today, even in South Africa, Bishop Saki will wait for Bishop Dark to finish all the meetings before he leaves. And if you watch carefully, you can see that they are wise. Because the truth of the matter is that the oil is on Bishop Dark. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he stands, the crowd that he commands. Look, the thing that, you see, the thing that he's doing, it's, 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 it's simply Bible being fulfilled. No man can do these things except God be with him. He was telling us recently, like, look, he struggles when other people invite him. The reason being that he says, the program that you are inviting me to come and do in your country, okay, what you are inviting me to come and do in your country, when I come and do my own program in your country without your invitation, mine is bigger than yours. <laughs> you see, have you seen how anointed he is? It's like you are saying he should come and do something for you. You who live there. Which sometimes he cannot do. But the one that he come and do himself without you inviting him is even bigger. No, it's like someone who can come to your house and trash you. I mean, if the person beats you in his own house, you say that it's home advantage. But he comes to your own house and trash you there. I mean, home and away, he can trash you. You are no match. So, it's obvious. So, even though they're all anointed, you see, they have never treated him that way. And look, and they are very grateful. Both Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie are very, very great. Preaching for preaching. Don't try E.A.T. Saki. Anointing for anointing. Don't try him. But they still know that, look, this is the one with the call. Are you hearing me? So, we shouldn't make that mistake. We shouldn't make that mistake. Hallelujah. Yeah. Like I was telling, that's what Reverend Josh Moody I was telling. Like even, I mean currently, I, I pastor the biggest church in America. In a certain sense. The Apache is the biggest church. Or the oldest church. You see, but I am never deceived that I'm, a, I'm the same as Apostle Joel. I have never made that mistake. I can preach. But when Apostle Joel is preaching, don't even come. Don't, don't even dare. No, 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 no. You, if you, if you, if you don't believe, come next, next week, three o'clock, come and sit here. I mean, the anointing and the preaching and the oil. You can see that, Charlie. We are all small boys. He's the papa. <laughs> yeah. So I've always tell I've never been deceived that I'm, I'm the same as him. Never. So don't be deceived. Do you understand what I'm saying? And the thing is that when you have that wisdom and you cannot recognize great people ahead of you, you yourself become great. <laughs> See, now Bishop Dagger, the anoint, even now the great people, at first it's like, first, he, he cannot honor the invitation. So the invitations went to Bishop Saki. What I say, I mean international invitations. Like now when they invite me, so I can't come, so Bishop Saki used to go, and Bishop Adi used to go. 
Now, it has even increased. And multiple, now, even Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie, they are busy. So now, Bishop will go and go. That's how South Africa, we could see some pastors chasing Bishop will go because they know Bishop died, they will never get. Bishop Saki is out of their reach. So now, Bishop will go. That is how strong the anointing is. So when you can follow somebody great, your life will be great. Hallelujah. So, and we, so, of course, when the choice came, Lot decided to choose the plain of Jordan, which was what? Which was what? Which was what? And I shared with you, you see, unfortunately, many of us have been in the church for a long time, but we still choose by what we see. No matter the message, they still choose by what we see. Especially Christian brothers. I'm telling them, up to today, they still don't like the spiritual sisters. They still go by what they see. You can see a prayer warrior choosing by Sodom and Gomorrah. <laughs> I explain. As he's walking, Sodom, Gomorrah, that's the one you <laughs> Up to today, we choose our jaws by what we see. We choose where we stay by what we see. We choose, we, we, you, see you see, and over and over again, we, we end up like lots. Look, learn to pray before you choose. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Not as many as are led by sight. Because look, your, what you see can influence you. So be careful. Hallelujah. And I told you also that even though she chose a place, okay, she chose a place that he wanted to go to. Even where he chose was given to Abraham. And I think that's a good point for you to remember. That at the end of the day, it is the one who is blessed. That's why you don't have to fight with people. Yeah. Anywhere he chose, but he went eastward. Then God said, No, Abraham, look, north, south, east, and west. So as Lot was even going, it has been given to Abraham. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The point here I want to stress, stress is that you prosper or you become great by the blessing of God. Period. Amen. Period. Amen. Hallelujah. To work hard, it's good to do a lot of things. But at the end of the day, the real thing that makes you become great is the blessing of God. Hallelujah! No, no. no. You see, if you can get this up for, for our end this series, that the real Michael, the real thing that makes anybody become great is the blessing of God. Hallelujah! It's not your education. It's not your. It's not your heart. You see, these are all, they're all good things. But the underlying factor is the blessing of God. No matter what you do in life, if God does not bless it, you will not become great. Can I get an amen? Yeah. So, and I'll explain to you why. You see, God, you see, God put an embargo on prosperity and blessing in the Garden of Eden. 
That's what we, and I'll show that revelation. God actually put an embargo. Okay? There were sanctions on the human race to prosper and do well. Yeah. Genesis. Genesis chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. The reasons why you need a blessing. Genesis 3, 17 to 19. The Bible said that, and unto Adam he said, you see, before this, it was basically, you work hard, the ground, ground is good, you do this, uh, you take care of the cattle, everything was green. But after this, he said, and he said unto Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, which is a problem in itself. I don't even want to go there. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. That's the problem itself. But that's what I'm talking about. This, this particular verse, just as a side issue. You want a side one? Because thou hast hearkened to the, not, not the voice of the devil. Adam did not listen to the voice of the devil. God did not blame him. He said, because you have hearkened to the voice of your wife. It's another message. This is the problem that people who have good wives suffer from. You didn't understand it, eh? Because if you have a bad wife, you don't listen to her anyway. If your wife is a bad wife, you, right from the word go, you don't even listen to her. Why she start to go nonsense? But because your wife is good, you have a tendency to listen to her. <laughs> you have not thought of it that way. Eve must have been a good wife. Because some of you, when your wife start talking, even before she opened, you, you've tuned out already. So this is, the, this is more of the side effect of having a good wife. I've never thought about it that way. Do you think if Eve was a bad wife, Adam would have listened to him? You have never thought about it. If Eve was a bad wife, do you think Adam would have listened to him? <laughs> so those of you who are A1 husbands, this is the side effect. I'm not saying... <laughs> I am not saying don't listen to your wife. Who, listen to her, but have in mind that she's not the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying don't listen to her. Listen to her. Because she has good counsel to say. But as you are listening, also have at the back of your mind that she is not the Holy Ghost. But some of you are so A1. You know A1, they are type of husbands. As Bishop said, they are type of husband. There's the A1, B1. A1 husbands. Open car doors, clean the house. Take care of the children. A1. Pick up the trash. A1. Those are types of husbands. And there's also the, the Z10 husband. <laughs> Don't mind you at all. So, I mean, some of you, you dare not ask your husband, come take out the trash. That day you pack. Saying, come and take the garbage out. Stop packing your things because 
bad husband. See, it's good. But everything has side effects. As you are anyone trying to please her, do everything for her. Remember, she's not the Holy Ghost. The husbands are quiet. They can't clap. You see, even the fact that you can't clap means that you are afraid of her. Clap your hands! <laughs> even clapping, you are afraid. I'm preaching. This is the Bible. I mean, I am. Benoni, you think about it. Do you think that if Eve was a bad wife, Adam would have listened to him? Yeah, so he was a good wife. And it's good to have a good wife. Only that I am trying to say that he is not the Holy Spirit. So learn at the point when you listen, at the point say no. This one, honey, I love you. I cherish you. I appreciate you. But, but this one? Say amen. amen. You are too afraid. Afraid man. Say <laughs> Let me preach, continue preaching. They are not encouraging me, so I'm continuing preaching. I pray that the way you are talking, when you marry, you can. <laughs> the way you give comments, I pray that when you marry, <laughs> you are watching him, right? <laughs> because he has a lot of comments, but when I'm talking about husbands, they say they are watching you. Chale? You will be anointed. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, why? I'm talking about the why. He said, because that has happened over and has eaten of the tree which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of the tree. Thou shalt not curse it. This is the embargo. This is the sanction. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it. All the days of thy life. Verse 18. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring unto thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground, for out of it thou was taken. For thus thou art, and thou thou shalt return. God said that because of this action, there is now, the earth is not going to produce what you put in. Other things will come out from what you produce. There is an embargo on prosperity. So suddenly, the equation has shifted from, if I do something great, I'll get something great. Now, the equation has shifted. There is now a curse. So the way to go forward is that you must do something to remove the curse before you can prosper. I'm explaining to you that why I'm explaining to you why it is blessing that makes the difference now. Because there's a general curse on earth. And unless, unless you are a hypocrite or you are a liar, these three curses that God spoke, these three curses that He spoke, that in number one, in sorrow, in sorrow, go back. The one before. In sorrow. Number one is in sorrow. Thou shalt eat of it. Which is true. Most of see, if you most of us hardly eat in happiness. You don't want to accept it. We are looking at it some way. I mean, most of the time when we are so tired.
tried and exhausted. The only time that we are eating and we are laughing is at the party. But routinely. I mean, maybe when you are partying and then, oh, but day to day, regular living. I mean, you are so tired, the food is just, some of you even, as the food is going to your mouth. Isn't that, our, isn't that our life? Don't pretend. Isn't that our life? In sorrow. In sorrow. Okay, there's a party, so there's a, but generally, we eat in sorrow. That's the case. You go to work, lunch break, see people sitting in their corner quietly, mumbling their sandwich. <laughs> Am I speaking the truth? In sorrow. And so sometimes sometimes even the sorrow is multiplied by the fact that as you are eating the food, they've told you about all the conditions that the food brings. It even multiplies the sorrow. Because as you are eating, then they are telling you that this when you eat, you're going to get this. When you eat this, you're going to get this. This one is not good for your ulcer. This one is not good for your cholesterol. So even, even, even the joy. Yeah. So that's number one. Number two. Number two. Then the second case is, is say, look, say, toast and thistles. Toast and thistles. Shall I bring? You go and plant something, but something else comes out. See, which is also the case. A lot of times, most of us are disappointed at the result we get for our efforts. Are you hearing me? Like, we are disappointed at the results we got for our effort. We think that after putting this much effort, we should get something better. And when you look at what you got, that's and thistles. It's like, ah! So after all, this is what I got? Yeah. After all, this is what I got? After all these studies, I learned and I learned and I learned and I still got 50, 28%. Thorns and thistles! I, after all this study, I studied, I did my homework, I took a lesson, and still! Thorns and thistles! Wives, wives, thorns and thistles. You clean the house, you cook, you prepare a nice dish, and he comes home and you look at the food. What is this? <laughs> thorns and thistles. Hallelujah. Yeah. And of course, the third one is the third one is that you will sweat before you eat. Look. That's the third thing. You, so, so, so what I'm saying is that because of this thing that God said, it means that the dynamics have changed. So now what is controlling the earth is not hard, case, not, not hard work per se, but curses and blessings. I hope you understand what I'm saying. It's now, now it's like now the real determinant of how great you will be is whether you are blessed or you are cursed. 
Because he put, he put an embargo, which is a case. And as was sweating to eat, I mean, Daniel, am I speaking the truth? Do you sweat before you eat? Do you sweat before you eat? Huh? What did he say? Uh, you do. It's not only you. I wish I could say it's only you. Me too. I mean, I, I, you see, I'm asking because don't think you are the only one. Me too, I sweat. To eat. All of us. I don't know of anybody who doesn't sweat. Even to steal, to eat, you sweat. I mean, come on. Even to steal, to eat, you sweat. So, so that's what it is. Amen. So, all our, what, what we are learning from here is that, you see, that is why that is why even though Lot took what he wanted and went where he went to, wanted, he did all the analysis correct. Okay? He did all the analysis. He has the smart goals. Everything correct. Well watered. Smart goals are in place. Everything is in place. Uh, all the things that you are taught um, have an end point, have an end point. Uh, this thing, um, learn to invest in the long term, medium term investment. He did all the right things. Well watered. But you see, at the end of the day, it is not you doing the right thing. It's a question whether there's a blessing on you or not. Because the dynamics have changed. The earth now is by blessing and curses. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to share with you this afternoon is that learn to pursue blessings. Oh, I didn't hear you say amen. amen. I said learn to pursue what? Blessings. I said learn to pursue what? Blessings. You are more likely to become great because you are blessed, not because you work hard. Can I say it again? Amen. I said you are more likely to become great because you are blessed, not because you work hard. I'm not saying be lazy. No, no. Go, go and listen to this morning's message. I don't approve of laziness. But I'm saying, don't put your strength or your hope in your hard work or your intelligence. Put your strength in the blessing of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, because when you have that attitude, this whole message is about attitudinal shift. Okay? attitudinal shift or a paradigm shift. There's something called a paradigm shift. See, when you have, I got this revelation a couple of months ago. So when you have that paradigm shift, that really, 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 the difference is a blessing. Suddenly, the way you approach a blessing will be different. Do you understand what I'm saying? You'll be somebody who, rather, who chases more of a blessing. Amen. So, Abraham, Hallelujah. That is why you, you must get involved. Get involved in activities. Okay? Get involved in activities or behaviors that bring a blessing. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. If you understand that what makes the difference is a blessing, you will spend your time getting involved in activities that brings a blessing. Yeah? Hallelujah. And that's what we are studying Abraham. That is why we are studying Abraham. Hallelujah. Because you know that Abraham was always involved in things that brings a blessing. Hallelujah. The first thing, is it, one, the first thing that look, the first thing that you must get involved is the obedience to the word of God. 
I say obedience to who? Abraham got a blessing when he obeyed God. God said, get thee out of thy country. And then, and I will show you a place. If he had stuck in his own country, he would not have been blessed. So if you want to be blessed, then you must learn to obey the word of God. I hope I'm teaching, I'm coming through to you. You see, listen, every time you hear the voice of God or the word of God, learn to obey it. The people who got blessed in the Bible, they were obedient to the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham was a good example. Isaac was the same. When you read Genesis 26 about the story of Isaac, the Bible says, you know, God told Isaac, do not go to Egypt. Do you remember? I said, do you remember? It was his obedience. Okay? You can go and listen to that message. So one is obedience to the word of God. Amen. Oh, Reverend, how do I know it's the word of God? I can't tell the word of God. Listen to me. Listen to me. I will give you pastors after my own heart who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Let me tell you something. If you want to know the word of God, what I tell you is the word of God. Simply put, simply put, are you, are you hearing me? So if your pastor asks you to do something, it's the same as God asking you to do something. Unless, you see, unless you don't believe your pastor is a man of God, then why bother? One, unless you don't believe your pastor is a man of God, that is number one. And two, unless what the person is saying is not in the Bible. And as Bishop says, anything that I tell you that's not in the Bible, Throw it away. But if I tell you to do something and I show you a verse, then what does you need? You need Gabriel and Gabriel to come and talk to you. I have shown you, I have told you, and I have shown you a verse. And you still said, I'm waiting to hear from God. What does you are waiting for? Hallelujah. Good. Good, good. So that was the first thing that Abraham did. One, obedience to the voice of God. Two, I'm talking about things that generate a blessing. Two, it's giving. Two is what? Church is quiet. I said two is what? If you understand blessing and curses, you, every time there's an opportunity for you to give, you take advantage. Every time. Because you don't understand blessings and cursing. But if you know that this activity brings a blessing, you will always give in. And I'm showing the Bible. Give in. Give in. Abraham understood giving. Hebrews chapter 7. Hebrews 7. Let's, let's be quick here. Hebrews 7, 1 to 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, Priest of the Most High God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and, bl and blessed him. Hmm. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all. First being interpretation the king of righteousness and after that also the king of Salem, which is king of peace. 
without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of days, talking about Melchizedek, but made, unto, made, but made like unto the Son of God. People think that Melchizedek was Christ. Okay? That's what Bible scholars because And Abraham went to war. And on the way, he met this guy, Melchizedek. And he gave the tents. And so this is Melchizedek. People think he's like Christ. So people actually believe that Abraham met Christ before. Son of God. Abided a priest continue. What, what is actually, this, this is the credentials of Christ. He's the son of God. He's a, he, he, he intercedes for us forever. So Melchizedek is actually Christ. Continually. Now consider. Now consider how great this man was. Unto whom even, unto whom even the patriarch Abraham gave the tent of the spoils. And verily, did. Let, let, let me end there, I'll continue. One, the Bible talks about. Maybe let's finish reading. Verse 5. Now, verily, that the son of God commanded. Verse 6. But whose descent? But whose descent is not counted from them received that of Abraham? And blessing, and blessed him that had the promises. And blessed him that had the promises. And without contradiction. And without everyone, let's let's all read verse seven, verse seven. Hebrews seven seven. One, two, go. I'll explain to you. Without when you see, we hear something without contradiction, it means that it, 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 there's no argument. One, you're talking about Abraham. One, the first thing is Abraham went to war. On his way back, he meets this guy. No beginning, no end. Who is greater? And Abraham gives him a tenth. And I like the Bible. And I like the way the Bible says, and who even who is in Abraham? Even Abraham. Show that face. Even Abraham. Even Abraham. Why even Abraham? Why even Abraham? Even Abraham because Abraham was already blessed. Abraham was already great. But even though he was blessed and great, when he saw somebody who was greater, he still went for more blessing. Whom even the patriarch Abraham. Abraham was great already. Abraham was blessed already. But when he met somebody greater. So the message here is that Abraham was somebody who was always chasing a blessing. Because he knew that this guy, even though I am blessed already, this guy can add more blessing to my life. He chased him. Hallelujah. Because he understood the principle that life is a balance of curses and blessing. As, you, as curses come your way, you go down. As blessing come your way, you go up. And every day, Charlie, let's face it. There are a lot of things that we do, we just curses. We are lying here. You are cheating here. You are cutting a corner here. Curse, 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 curse. So when you have an opportunity to give an offering or a blessing, at least get some blessing so it can balance it a little bit. We, 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 we are always bringing cases upon ourselves. Our lives. 
Bar here, cut a corner here, insult somebody here, unforgive here, squeeze the breast there, kiss it so. So, they did. <laughs> you are laughing. Squeeze the breast here. You put your hand in his pocket and you touch something down there. Can I say so? <laughs> Accumulating cases. Which keeps taking our life down, 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 down. Because now what controls the earth is blessing and cases. So in the same way, when there's an opportunity to be blessed, give an offering, work for God, do something, keep on adding because it's, it's like it's like income and expenditure. Income and expenditure. The curse is an expenditure. The blessing is an income. The, when the income exceeds the expenditure, there's profit. When the expenditure exceeds the income, there's a loss. So Abraham understood that. So, when he, so even though Abraham was blessed already, God, ah, didn't, didn't God say he's going to bless Abraham? When Abraham met him, he said, hey, this guy can give me more blessing, I beg you. That's what the Bible says. Even Abraham. You would think that Abraham said, I'm blessed already. I don't need any more blessing. No, 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 no. You would think Abraham said, I'm blessed already. Oh, they came and they prayed for me. I'm blessed. No, 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 no. Because Abraham understands that every day is a balance. Every day is a balance. So I need to top my blessing. May you chase after blessing. I said, may you chase after blessing. It's in Abraham. Even Abraham the patriarch. Of course, give, unless we can talk about tight. Let me skip it for today. Because if you don't pay tight, you'll be a child. I mean, you started the blessing race. Hallelujah. Yes. And verse 7. You see, verse 7 said that, and without contradiction, the less is what? The, the less is what? And without contradiction, there's no argument about it. Are you hearing me? The less is blessed of what? You see? Please, be humble. And listen to me carefully. No matter who you are, or where you are, there's somebody better than you. Are you hearing me? Can I preach to you? No matter who you are, or where you are, there's always someone what? better than you. So if you encounter the one better than you, desire a blessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bishop has told us all the time. The first day he met Benahim, he had his blessing in his pocket. Because Benahim can bless him. The first day he met Fred Price, he had his offering. Kenneth Hagin, you see, you see, not that, not, not that the better needs it. Are you getting the lesson? But because you're the lesser one, you need a blessing. Abraham needed a blessing from Melchizedek. And therefore he gave to Melchizedek. Not that Melchizedek needed offering from Abraham. Without contradiction. Are you hearing me? Hey, by the way, I was very blessed with all your birthday gifts. God really, I, I, was really, I went through all your cards and your gifts and I really appreciated it. God bless you. I, I was really touched, you know. And of course, if I'm greater than you, then you'll be blessed. So the master I was going through, 
some girl be on a certain girl. Say, hey, this, I mean, she has not when you gave me the offering. I read the card. I say, yeah, this is my little daughter. But God is going to, because, but I, I will bless her. Because the greater is blessed. The, the less is blessed of the greater. Are you hearing me? Yeah. That is why I may even say it. Look, Bishop, that is very anointed. Though. Should I give you another opportunity to get blessed? I said, should I give you another opportunity? Bishop Dag is heavily anointed. He can bless you in a way that you, when he prays for you, go, it goes that God hears direct, no bend, no kev. So maybe what you should do is that one, you should register for the camp. Two, you must come to the camp. And three, carry a little offering. Just by a chance, you are able to meet and say, Bishop, this is for you. And I'm th- not that he needs it, I'm even giving you a key. Not that he needs to, but I'm just, I'm just, I just got that revelation as I'm teaching this verse. That maybe even some of us, you should oh, Bishop. I knew you were coming and I prepared a little offering for you. That's all. And let him say something over your life. Don't tell him that I told you. I beg you. Because you will not be happy with me. But I'm, since you are my church members and I want you to be blessed, I'm giving you a window. Bless. Hallelujah. Good. Number two. Another guy who understood that blessing is Noah. Genesis 8, 7 to 14. Genesis 8, 7 to 14. This is Noah. We're talking about the ark. And Noah, he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. And he sent forth a dove. We'll go back to the verse before. And he sent forth a raven, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from, from off the earth. Verse 8. And he sent forth a dove from, her, from him to see if the waters were abated from, the, from off the face of the ground. Verse 9. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her feet, and she returned unto him into the ark, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Then he put forth his hand and took her and put her into the ark. Okay. This is about Noah. Noah, Noah was in the ark. You know the story of Noah. This is a side issue. But Noah sent a raven to go and check whether the waters have dried up. And the raven didn't come back. The raven did not come back. So he sent a dove to go and check. And the dove came back because the dove could not find any rest for his soul. Listen, church, the dove represents the Holy Spirit. The raven is, is like a, the raven is actually a dirty bird, it's like a vulture. But the dove represents the Holy Spirit. When the raven went, there were dead bodies, carcasses, but he was able to settle on it. But when the Holy Spirit went, he cannot settle on anything that is unclean. That's a revelation. The Holy Spirit does not settle on things that are not clean. So he came back. Okay? All right. Let's jump to verse 20 because there's not much time. Okay, let's go to... No, no, go back to... Okay. So when everything was dry, when everything was dry, it was a, a Noah built an, when Noah came out of the ark, when Noah came from the ark, 
And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean, the word is clean, every clean beast and offered every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. 21. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I smite any more living thing as I have done. 22. While the earth remained, sea time and harvest time and cold and heat and sun. Verse 21 again, please. God said something. God said that. I will not again what? I will not again what? Are you, I will not again what? So what ended the curse? Oh, please, please. What ended the curse? I said, what ended the curse? The offering. As God smelled the offering of Noah, he said, the curse has ended. Let me tell you something. A lot of things bring curses in our life. So sometimes, just give an offering, boom, to end the curse. What ended the curse was what? If I go into this Noah's offering, the Bible says, look, Michael, the Bible says he took every clean beast. You have not thought about it carefully. We have not thought about it carefully. First of all, Noah went into the ark with two animals each. Okay? The rest were dead. And some, even in the ark, some of them were clean and unclean. So, Salasi, by common logic, it means that Noah did not, probably even have, did not even have excess of animals. Noah did not have excess. So the fact that, because Noah could have said, oh, I just came from the ark. I don't have enough animals. Let me wait for them to multiply. And after they multiply, I will offer some as a sacrifice. You know, you know that's what most of us would have said. I don't have enough. Let me multiply it. Noah would have said, ah, I just have only one rabbit and one. Let me wait. When they give birth to seven, then I will offer one. God, I offer. God, I offer. God, I will give. But it's, I, I now, you know, I don't have enough. I don't have a job. I don't have this. One, recently, recently, one of you came to see me. I'm, I'm speaking from my heart. One of you came to see me about tithes. And he told me genuinely, that reverend, currently my life and what I'm going through, I don't have enough. I'm struggling. They are not, I'm not getting enough. So I have a problem. I, I, I'm wondering what to do with tight. Should I pay tight? In my heart, I knew the guy was going through a difficulty. It left to me alone. I would have said, oh, keep it. Yes, it left to me alone. That's my logic. Because I know what he's going through. But I'm, the Spirit of God told me that, look, it is, if you tell him not to, it's not important. You are perpetuating the case. Rather, let him give the little that he has so that the case will end. Yeah. So I told him, I understand what you go through, but give. Still pay the tithe. Noah gave. No, 
Noah did not wait. How many animals were in the ark anyway? Noah could have said, oh, listen to me, I don't have enough, let it multiply. Learn to end the curse by sacrificial giving. I'm preaching to you carefully. Learn to end the curse by what? It's not giving, no sacrificial giving. Another guy did the same thing. Another guy did the same thing, Isaac. The Bible said there was famine. Genesis 26. There was famine in the land. Things were tough. Things were difficult. And the Bible said that in that same year, Isaac sowed. Genesis 26. Famine. Famine means scarcity. It means there's not enough. And usually all of us, when there's not enough, what we do is we keep and we eat. That's the natural tendency. But Isaac sowed in that city. And, and there was some in the land beside the first son of the And Isaac sowed. Find that verse. And that same year he reaped. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So please, don't use your... You see, sometimes your, the things that you are going through I mean, most of the time, that they're going through, I mean, not getting a good job, not getting married, getting sick, getting a problem. There's nobody. Perhaps it is a case. And the way to overcome it is to do the sacrificial giving. Then Isaac sold. You see, you see, then Isaac sold in that land. There was a case. So. There was famine in the land, isn't it? So everybody was keeping their seed. But Isaac sowed and received in the same year what? What did he receive? And what happened? Uh, this verse, eh? I have a practical experience. Though. I have a testimony with this verse. One day in medical school, fifth year, I was broke. When I say broke, I mean B R O K E. Can I push you? Money come here. I was broke. Then we went to church. We had just started the church. The church was very small. Then Bishop said, we need money for, money for instrument or something of that sort. And I've calculated my last whatever. But as he was talking, something said, give it. Sacrificial giving. This was Sunday. Service was on Sunday morning. So I gave. I mean, I, I, there was farming. You have thought of farming. I gave what I had. In faith. The church ended at 1 o'clock or 12 o'clock. I go back to the hostel. 2 o'clock or something. Somebody, no, somebody's looking for you. Who should I see? My father. Yeah! You see, you don't understand why I say, I say yeah. Some of you, when you go, when, some of you come from a home that when you go to school, your parents visit you every now and then. I don't come from that home. <laughs> you some of you, when you went to school every now and then, your parents come. The home that I come from, when you leave, <laughs> until vacation happens, no one is coming. So this time, the old brother come and visit you every three months. No, I didn't come from that home. So, yeah. Who should I see? My father. I said, what is it? What is, what is this man doing in a, from Kumasi to work? What is this man doing here? 
one or two things to listen. And he started to pass by. So really? I, I, my father does not visit me in school. He does not. <laughs> it's weird. Then as he was talking, so I said, look, I said, yeah. He said, you have money? He said, no. Then he took, I said, So I always remember this verse. I gave in the morning by three o'clock. My father, who does? My father does not visit me in school. I'm telling you. My father, who doesn't come? Suddenly he was there, and he gave me some money. I said, "Big money." I said, "Yeah." This verse must be true. I tell you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Sacrificial giving. I'm talking about cases. Okay? Break the case of sacrificial giving. Philippians, we all quote Philippians. I don't have time to go to Philippians. That's another group. Paul said that you are the only church that gave to me concerning giving and receiving. That is why my God shall supply all your needs. So, so you quote that verse, but you don't, you are not, if you are not involved in giving and receiving, why quote that verse? That verse is for those who are involved in giving and receiving. So when you don't give, don't say, my God shall supply all my needs. Philippians. Yeah. He said, but my God shall supply. He said, but I have, let's go to the verse before. Before. And this is how I don't have time to. Before. Look, it said, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church, which is the general, no church com- communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you alone. So even when I was in Macedonia, the Macedonia church did not give. Can you believe it? No church communicated. Only you guys. That is why verse 19 because of that thing, my God shall supply all your needs. It means the needs of the Philippian church, not the Macedonian church. So what I'm trying to share with us this afternoon is that life is a Life is a combination of blessing and cursing. And therefore, and every day as we go up and down, we are, the things we do, we are just bringing curses. And therefore, when you see an opportunity to be blessed, please pay, chase after a blessing. And one of the surest ways to be blessed is to learn the art of giving. Amen. And I think I've made, Abla, if I'm a lawyer, have I made a good case? I think I've made a good case. Stand up to your feet and let's close. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for a blessing. You know, please stand up. I want us to pray a special prayer. Okay. Come, come, come up, come up. And be honest with you. Some of us struggle with giving. So because of that struggle with giving, we perpetuate the case. So I, am, I want you to pray. You see, the grace, Paul talked about the grace. There is something called the grace of giving. 
So why don't you spend the next five minutes praying for God to give you the grace? The grace. Because some people don't have a problem giving at all. Even in this church, I know. Some people give to their pastor. So you don't give at all. Tight, you don't pay. Giving, you don't give. Listen to me. Pray for that grace. Because you need that grace of giving so that the case will end. Pray for yourself for the grace of giving for a few minutes. But pray. I'm serious. Pray. Pray for that grace. Because you struggle. Every time giving, you hear about giving, some, some animals in you begin to move. You struggle. You struggle. You can't give. You can't give. It's like, it's so difficult. It's like pulling poop from your life. But pray for the grace to give. May God. Because you see, you need that thing to end the case. Please pray. Pray for be sincere for the grace of giving. He said that grace, that grace, that's great, that grace. The Philippian church, the Philippian church had that grace. The Macedonia church, the Macedonia church did not have that grace. Not every church has that grace. Not every member has that grace. Pray for that grace. Oh God, that you come, you'll be able to keep. I want to hear you pray. This is serious prayer. Because you see, you, you, it's about curses and blessings. Curses and blessings. Curses and blessings. Pray for the grace that God, I will not struggle. I will not struggle when it comes to giving. I will not struggle when it comes to giving. Give me the grace to give. 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 Thank you. Father, concerning this grace, concerning this grace that was with the Philippian church, which is giving and receiving, may we have that grace. Let every member, young and old, male or female, receive that grace. Father, may the grace to give be upon us. And Father, like you said, because of that, you shall supply our needs. Father, even by the grace of giving, let the curse end. That the curse will end. That the curse will end. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Please, with every eye closed and every head bowed for a few minutes, I want to give another call. When God wanted the whole world back to himself, when God wanted to get the whole world back, he gave his only begotten son. It is the giving of his son that opened the door for the world to be saved. It is the giving of his son that opened the door for God to have many sons. God showed a son so he can receive many sons and daughters. This afternoon, you are here, you are not born again. God sent his son for you. God sent Jesus Christ to come and die for you. The price has been paid already. So, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you want to be born again. You want to be saved. Please. The price has been paid. God is waiting for you. God wants to make your life better. Better. God wants to make your life better. Take a decision this afternoon. There is room at the cross for you. So why don't you lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. You want to take a quality decision. Quality decision. Please lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Every Sunday we make an altar call. 
Because you need to be saved. You need to be saved. There is room. There is always room for you. Father, we thank you this afternoon. Thank you for salvation. May this grace never pass us by. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope you've been blessed. For copies of this message or other such messages, please write to us at tapesandpublications at yahoo.com.